I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Welcome back to another episode, and today I'm very excited because we have Jenna Love with us today. She is an organizing expert with Rooms Need Love. Jenna, welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm super thrilled you're here. Um, so I reached out to Jenna because I found her paper organization what guide, I guess. And it was like genius. So up my alley and (laughs) I just fell in love with it. And I really wanted Jenna on to talk more about it. And so here she is, but before we do, I just kind of wanted to let the listeners know a little bit more about you. So where are you from? How, you know, family or your mom, all those fun things. Yeah, so I am in Temecula, California, which is about an hour north of San Diego. So we're kind of an hour from everything, including Disneyland. Um, so that's great. <laughs> yes. I have I have a, a five-year-old daughter who is, we are currently homeschooling kindergarten. Um, so that's an adventure. Yes, a lot of us <laughs> and, are in that boat. <laughs> right? But I mean, it's good. It's fun. Um, and then I'm married to Dr. Love. Like, no joke. He's an optometrist and he goes by Dr. Love. So you can never forget him. <laughs> I absolutely love that. It's, it's probably, I, does he do any marketing around his name or does he really just kind of like leave it alone? You don't need to market Dr. Love. Like patients come in and are like, is that really your name? <laughs> so how was it when you met him? And was he a doctor at the time when you met? No. Not yet, but all of our friends were already calling him Dr. Love because he knew he was going to be some kind of doctor. Oh my gosh. Well, a lot of my followers know me. Like I love alliteration and I love like, I can kind of like get a quick equip and I would just, oh, if I could get my hands (laughs) on his marketing, I would just (laughs) go to town with Dr. Love. That's awesome. So if people ever ask like, well, this is Dr. Love, this is my husband. That's yeah. so cool. I thought that was fantastic. Um, yeah. Well, how did you get into organizing and how did Rooms uh, Need Love come to be? So it started in 2017. I was kind of looking for something else that would kind of, that was my calling to do. I was working in corporate at the time and it just, it didn't feel like I was contributing much to the world. And I don't know, it was like one of those soul sucking kind of things. And so I was just searching and searching for something else that I could do to really help other people. And I was scrolling Pinterest and saw a pin that said professional organizer. And I went, wait, you can get paid to do that. (laughs) So that's when it all started. I was like, okay, this is perfect. That's what I'm going to do. So I started doing research and learning more about like helping people to simplify and like what all this means. That's same year was when we started being treated for secondary infertility. And so among all the things the doctor is telling us, one of the lifestyle changes was to um, start de-stressing, which was really hard because I was trying to, I was home full-time with my daughter. I was working full-time from home in corporate. 
And so I was like really stressed out all the time trying to figure out how am I going to balance all these things, spend time with my daughter, keep the house clean, all these different things. And I realized if I could just get my house to the point where it's just under a system and I don't have to think about it or worry about it, then I'm going to be a lot less stressed because I'm one of those people where if my house isn't clean, I'm like freaking out. (laughs) I cannot concentrate. Same, same. I cannot. It's just anxiety driven. Like I cannot look at it. I cannot. No. No, And I I wasn't being productive. I couldn't do that. So I realized it became more of a battle of fighting perfectionism for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas with my clients that I was working with, it was, it was the complete opposite. We'd go in and I'd help them declutter and I'd come back a week later and things would just be back the way they were before. So I started figuring out, okay, how do I scale myself back but also kind of look at what I'm doing so that I can teach them how to keep their homes organized so that they don't have to go back and redo all the work that we just did. So that's where it all kind of started. I mean, that is a huge, huge struggle for me. I like everything and I've got three young kids that do not put anything back. My daughter is very much like me. Like I could walk in and her bed would be pristine. She's five as well. Mm-hmm. I like she makes a bed better than I do. And I'm like, you need to figure out how to like, you know, rub off on your brothers because it's just when you walk in, it's just so clean. She likes everything placed. And I'm just like, thank goodness I don't have to work on you. But then you have like my son who I will go in. And when I used to have like a nanny or a sitter help me, the first thing they would have to come in and do is go straight to my, my oldest room because he like collects things and puts things in places. And I'm like, this is the Pokemon cube. Like, why are there dinosaurs in here? (laughs) Like, why is there just random things? Like we have a place for them and yes, he's going to be seven. So I get that. Like they don't care, but I would just send her in and be like, get everything that's not supposed to be there out but that doesn't teach them anything. Yeah. Trying to maintain a space is so difficult um, with kids. And it's very important to try and teach people how to, because it's, you know, it drives me crazy when my husband would travel pre COVID and I would have it ready and good because he left. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I get everything to put back like where it goes. And then you come home and just, destroy it and not because he meant to be mean or anything but he would just like put stuff in and I'm just like oh my system so yeah this goes here this goes here he's like whatever right so <laughs> it just drives me insane when things are not put in place um yeah I think I was worse off when I had one child when I have now three you do start but perfectionism is very hard to battle Oh yeah. And especially now with homeschool, I've, I've realized I need to let go of a lot of that because I want her to have the freedom to explore and do creative things. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. I have my routines at the end, my rhythms at the end of the night and the morning. And as long as those things are like, I do those things, it'll all be fine. <laughs> oh, I remember when my oldest was learning how to write oh, and it was like backwards. And I had to like, take a step back, like Oh, he doesn't know yet. He doesn't know. Like, it's not going to be perfect the first time they do it, but it's so hard to like hold yourself back with your own anxiety (laughs) and try not to project and stress them out because then they just don't want to do it with you. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's very needed around here. And I know that like with everything going on, organization and getting their space is really like the thing right now. Everyone has 
all the time at home. They're staring at multiple rooms. They're like, oh, I need to do it. You've got the home edit on Netflix, which people yeah. binge. So, I mean, it's a real problem. Yeah. But I feel like you have to also make the space something that they can maintain. Like you mm-hmm. can't make it Pinterest, uh, Instagram worthy and think it's going to like stay that way. Right. Yeah. It's more important to have a, a comfortable home where your, your family and anyone who enters the door feels like they're welcome. And this is a place where they can be loved and just feel like they can be themselves. And that's way more, far more important than having a house that's Pinterest or Instagram worthy, which is something I've struggled with because we all do really want that beautiful home. But what matters more is how the people that are inside your home feel. And a lot of times, yeah, you see those homes and you're like, well, that looks beautiful, but how comfortable would I feel in that space when I feel like I can't touch anything, you know? Wow, so. that's a really great point. I, I, you know, that's a really nice way of looking at it because when you look at them, yes, it's for a photograph, but, you know, comfortability and, I mean, you want to walk into a place that's warm and, um, you know, just warm and fuzzy and lived in, like, mm-hmm. you know, relatable, but you want it to be clean and presentable as well. And I yeah. mean- your, your house, the love house, you cannot <laughs> feel love in that house, I'm sure. <laughs> well, it's funny because I always feel like bad, like, oh, my furniture doesn't match. It's all brown, all this stuff. But then people come over and they're like, I feel so comfortable in your home. And I'm like, okay, well, then I've, obviously I'm doing something right if they feel like they can stay here and hang out with us. So absolutely. <laughs> So let's dive in a little bit more to the paper. I am super excited because this was like, I'm like, I cannot wait to dive in with Jenna about the paper hubs, the paper hubs. So you have this, it's free, this like paper guide on how to sift through papers and where they should go and how to decipher where it goes. Because I'm sure, especially with children coming home from school every day, they've got a piece of artwork. They've got just a little piece of paper that has like scribbles on them. Um, Just paper everywhere. Bills, things that aren't bills, but you need them. So let's dive into that a little bit because I really want to talk about that. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So yeah, I do. I have these paper hubs like you're talking about. I just realized that working with so many people there are certain categories of papers that pretty much everybody has. So um, the biggest thing I think is, hold on, I'm trying to pull up, sorry. Yeah, no. Pulling up my paper, sorry. Oh yeah, no problem. No, we wanna make sure we get this right for everyone. I know, I'm like. Super great and super um, helpful. So yes, everybody has all these papers coming in constantly to their home. So what I've noticed is people have multiple piles all over the house and then they can't find the things that they need. Um, For myself, I would always have just one pile. And then I heard this tip like, oh, put up, put different files in like a little filing system on your desk and then you can have them all organized that way. But my problem is if I file it, I am never going to look at it again. It's just going to get lost. So that's how I came up with the first paper hub, the actionable paper hub. So it is just one pile that all the papers go into when they come into your home. Um, Doesn't matter if it's a receipt, some unopened mail, your kid's artwork, whatever it is, it all goes into this one pile and you just have a designated space for it. So I have a place in my office, which is where I deal with all the papers. So that's where those all go. 
And then once a week I go through and I sift through all the papers. I throw things away. I work on my bills, send whatever mail things that I have to do, whatever things, um, anything that comes up in that hub, I deal with it then. Right. So the Ansible hub is like something that needs to be, like whether that needs to be saved, thrown away, or it's something needs to happen with it. Right. Exactly. So it's kind of like, I call it the, like an airport terminal Mm -hmm. for your paper, because now it's going to go to its final destination after that. So that means it's gone. It's going into another hub or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, so that way I just deal with it once per week and then I don't have to think about it all week long. I just have that one set day. Okay, working through the paper hub. And yes, because it, it can get it. out of control so fast. Like I I started implement I mean, I've always kind of done the paper hub thing, but I never really had like a name for it. And mm-hmm. then I sat down, and I was like, Oh, I do that already, where you kind of sit and I do, I sift through once a week and I make it a point because they'll just start to get or you'll find a bill you didn't pay. And then all of a sudden you're paying late fees for no reason. Like the tolls. I'm like, how much do I have to pay for a late fee? (laughs) Oh, my husband's going to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) If I can call and see if they'll waive it this first time, you know, so you you can get things that are lost. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the paper hub is in our kitchen, like in a little corner, like we have a little uh, tray and it all kind of just goes right there. And then yeah. I just kinda sift through on like artwork and where it needs to go. What are the five uh, categories that so, you focus on? So it's the actual hub, which is the big main one. Um, there's long-term paper reference papers, um, educational, and then kids, all the kids stuff. Cause that's, that's a big one. <laughs> Yes. And do you have recommendations for like kids? So like, I know I have three, so you can just imagine the amount of artwork that comes home every Friday in that folder. And it's like, Oh, it's just so wonderful. Like it's beautiful, honey. Like I'm going to keep it right here. They want to put it on the wall, which is great, but you know. Yeah. That's something that we're struggling with too. Cause my, my daughter is very much into art right now. She's taking art classes and we have tons of art all over our house. Um, so what I've done, which seems to be working, I'm still playing with it. And that's the thing about organization. You have to keep changing things as you, you know, as life changes. So right now, this is what's working for us. I just have a pile where she can put all of her coloring, papers, drawings, everything goes into the one file. And then I have her once in a while because she hangs out with me too much. She'll actually declutter her papers herself. <laughs> So, I mean, it's something that's taken a long time, but it's something I've worked with her. Yeah, I've worked with her for so long on doing it, but now she's starting to figure out how to do it, which is why it's important to teach them so that you don't have to do it anymore. That's right. You have to teach it early, model that behavior. (laughs) Right? So I just tell her, okay, find the things that you really like the most, and we'll just keep all of those things. And so I just have a, a box where we'll put all of the things that she likes the most Mm -hmm. into that box. And then probably at the end of kindergarten, we'll go through it again and kind of pare it down even more to just the best ones. Um, You can also take something and you can say, who do you want to send a grandma? Like are there things you want to send to somebody? Cause this is going to go live with them for a while, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's, yeah, that's what we've done too. I've told her like, okay, 
if you don't want to keep some of them, but they're really good, let's send them to somebody because people always enjoy getting these little art things like, oh, we were thinking of you. And There's nothing want. better than getting a piece of mail. Like I feel like because we're so on online all the time, email, text messages, but getting like a nice written note or just something very thoughtful in the mail is always like going to brighten someone's day. Oh yeah. It's like, oh, this isn't a bill. That's nice. <laughs> right. It's not much someone to spend more money. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I think so, that's yeah, something we- we've implemented too with, with that, with the three, or if it's like a script, like a scribble paper, I'll just do it at night while they're sleeping. They won't even know unless they yeah. make a huge deal about it. Right. I mean that, and that's something that I've noticed she like since she loves her art so much, we have to do it together because she'll get upset if she'll get upset if I just start throwing things away because she knows mm-hmm. me too well. <laughs> yes, I saw this TikTok once and it was like, Where'd my artwork, where'd my painting go? The child asked the mom and she's like, Oh, it went into the special, the special uh yeah, it was, I think it was like special artwork container. And then it clipped over to the trash can with a sign <laughs> that said special artwork container. <laughs> You're placing it in there. I was like, oh, oh no. Oh. Yeah. But it was like, we're all in that space. They also make this one thing where you can take photos of it and then it'll like put it into a book for you, I think. I've yeah, seen there's a couple of services that do that. There's um, Archive, I think it's what it's called, but it's um, you send them all your kids' artwork, doesn't matter if it's like a sculpture or whatever, but they photograph it and put it in a book for you. Um, in the past, what I've done, because I like to create these family yearbooks, I'll just have her hold up her little artwork and take a picture of her feel- looking all proud, which is really what I like. I like to see how she feels about what she did. Um, and then I'll put those inside of our, our book because sometimes those things are so big. Like there is no way I'm going to keep this because it is way too big. Yes. And I think for me personally, I've started keeping more of the things that are either uh, holiday themed, like that you can kind of gauge because they'll have a year or something to gauge it for when you look at it later on. Mm-hmm. And then I throw away or like if it's um like a writing things to kind of just compare to where they are so they can kind of see it. And then you kind of just kind of slide the rest over and just kind of. Yeah. Well, part of the thing with kids is deciding the reason for why you're actually keeping all that artwork. Is it for you to look at later? Is it for the kids to look at later? Um, So one of the clients that I had many years ago, one of her, her project was to pare down 12 boxes of kids' artwork. She had two kids. Um, One had graduated, was in college. The other was a senior in high school. She had kept everything, Mm. like every single paper they had ever brought home, she had kept. And her father had just passed away. So she was left with all this, his stuff that she had to go through and realized, I do not want to leave my kids with all of this. So her goal was to break those 12 boxes down to one per child and so we, her goal became, okay, we need to find all the pieces that are actually going to have meaning for each of her kids. Cause it's not for her. She's not keeping it for herself. She's keeping it for them as like a gift to them. Mm-hmm. So it's just finding those pieces that are most meaningful either to you or maybe some, something that was going on in your child's life and deciding to keep it um, for those reasons rather than, oh, this is nice or you know, whatever the reason yes. you might have, but you really have some kind of reason why you're keeping it. And that helps to um, 
helps you as you pare down and declutter so that you don't feel as bad when you're like, oh, this is good, but we don't, I don't know if I really want to keep it. Mm -hmm. And so how would you recommend then? So once you get through everything at the, at your client's home, and I'm going to ask you this question, because I think it'll be interesting. Uh, What is the most bizarre or interesting thing you've ever had to organize and or come across in a home? Oh, that is a good question. Bizarre thing. Or like labels, maybe like a weird label you had to make. Hmm. I mean, if you had one. I don't think I've really had any weird labels. Not at this point. Um, okay. Cause I, why I ask is cause I, I, when I do the home edit, I have the book and it, it lists like the five, like the most random ones they've had. And yeah. the very top one was like candles and Jewish stuff or something. Yeah. It was like, no, yeah. it was real. I was like, <laughs> I mean, Hey, <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing when you label things, you have to label it in a way that you'll remember. Cause then you'll never find it. If you don't. Absolutely. And so, so that's yeah. yeah, that's what I do with my clients. I'm like, okay, I'm going to label this file. What what do you think of when I tell you about this stuff? And they'll tell me. I'm like, okay, that's what we're labeling. <laughs> yeah, you have to kind of just personalize it for sure. Right. And so after you get everything going, how do you tell or show your clients how to keep it? So that, are we talking paper specifically or? I think it could be just general. Like how do you keep a space the way that it needs to? Like, yes, paper, like you should just probably put that in your system. Like as you go, put that on your calendar, your time block, whatever, because it won't take as long if you keep up with it. Just like an organ, like just like a a room, a space, right? Once it's Mm -hmm. done, you can kind of try to maintain it. How uh, Mm -hmm. do you recommend that once it's done? So that all comes down to creating small habits. It really is your habits. And I mean, the best book I can recommend on that is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Have you read that yet? Yeah. I was told by it actually, and I actually have a guest coming on um, later on that's going to be talking about Atomic <laughs> Habits and I'm super excited about it. Yes. So you're the second yes. has told me about that book. Yes. So it is, it is definitely a book worth reading because it goes into how to actually create these habits because it's, it's hard it's interesting because you think, oh, it's so easy to create a bad habit, but so much harder to create a good habit. So I've kind of had to come up with different ways for creating these good habits, even for myself, like not over cleaning, because for me, I'm like, I could just go completely overboard. Whereas clients are like, oh, I don't really want to do it. So I've come up with all these different kinds of rhythms and different tricks based on a lot of these books that I've read about creating habits. So for example, I do one called a 10 minute tidy and I base that around what I call anchors. So that would be for me, anchors are like breakfast, lunch, and dinner because I like to eat. So it's the easiest time to think of when to do all these things. So basically that's when I'll go, um, I'll just tidy up the house. Either that's doing dishes, maybe it's sweeping the floor, maybe it's telling my daughter, okay, time to pick up your toys because it's, we're going to go to bed soon. Mm -hmm. Um, So creating little tiny habits like that and not at first just doing something small. You don't have to go crazy because you really have to start small or else you're going to get too overwhelmed trying to do everything at once. Um, And so that's why I'm like, just do like one little thing. If you, if I could just have the dishes done before I go to bed, 
then I'm good for the next morning. Sure. Um, sure. So just start so with one thing and then kind of add something thing. on and then it'll just become routine. Yeah. So that's, and that's what I've realized, like, okay, I have all these little habits and that's why my house actually stays organized and I don't even think about it. So that's why I like tell people, like you can automate your home because if you get into the habit of doing it, it's second nature. You're not even thinking about doing it. It's not a big deal to do it because you just do it automatically. It's just training yourself to actually do it. That's the hard part. And that's yes. where all the work is. Absolutely. And I know that you offer a course on this, correct? Yes. So, so it is. Yeah. I was going to say, tell us, tell our listeners where we can find this course to learn how to maintain the space. Cause you know, everyone can get the space like that. Right. Right. but keep it that way. Right. So, and that is the biggest question. How do I stay organized? How do I keep it this way after I've decluttered it? How do I keep my family from going in and making it like crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Big questions. Um, so the course is the essential home organizing blueprint, and you can find it at roomsneedlove.com forward slash E H O B. Um, and it's actually, um, it's actually cl a closed course. So you have to, um, yeah. when it opens up, you can sign up, but it's all about how the first module is all about creating, figuring out how to create a system and rhythms and just learning about what, um, sorry, what your foundation is for it. And then we get into these different rhythms and routines and habits that you can create and we slowly build on that into creating a system so that your home actually stays organized and stays clean. And you're not constantly thinking about what do I have to clean next or. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like self-pacing and it's just like easing into it. Mm -hmm. Rather awesome. than. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. And I'll make sure that I drop the link and then just, um, if you guys have any questions about it or want to wait until it opens back up, I'm sure that she'll be, you know, happy to share that with you guys. And then I wanted you guys to also have the paper hub. Uh, it's just, it's incredible. I love it so much. <laughs> I just like, I told my husband about it. I'm like, look what I found. She's like, What's the big deal? I'm like, you have no idea. This is amazing because it kind of just like breaks it down really nicely. So I'll make sure that I share that with you. Yeah. And I hope this was helpful for some of our listeners with the organization and keeping things kind of and relatable as well. Cause I feel like we're all kind of, especially with moms, you're always trying to create some sort of system. That's what I um, try to teach my clients as well is multitasking and doing multiple things without feeling overwhelmed and you're getting lots done. Um, yeah. So I am so thankful that you came on today thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited that, to have you. I couldn't wait. And um, I'll make sure that all your stuff is linked. So everyone go, please go check out Jenna Love with Rooms Need Love. And again, all her stuff will be uh, linked here in the show notes. And I, I just, I'm so happy that you were here and it was so, so nice to meet you. And I hope you come back. <laughs> oh, thanks. I hope I, I hope you let me come back. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I said, we've got lots that we could talk about and it was so okay. hard to pick something. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I really, really appreciate it. I hope you guys, um, have a wonderful holiday and, you know, staying safe in all the, all the times. Thank you too. <laughs> awesome. And that's it for us today. And uh, thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time.
Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies. Bye.